Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Hey, good evening everybody. Welcome to the Late Night Playlist. My name's Bob and we have with us tonight, Brett, Tom, and Derek, the normal cast of the Serial Killing Outfit. Wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> and what album are we talking about tonight brett oh we are going to expound and enjoy the intricacies and wonderfulness of ava gold tonight ah shit i listened to the wrong album i listened to danzig lucifuge i thought that was tonight's Interestingly <laughs> enough, it's the same exact songs. That's <laughs> a thought. So you could just melt them. Yeah. Out. Not near as versatile. Well, so what are you all drinking before we get too deep? In? You go first. Yeah. Do you want me to go for? Okay. So this, no joke, dead serious. This is a Bjorn Collins. Made with littles in this. Uh, Aqua V. Okay, yeah, so it's a Swedish. This is a Swedish Collins type of drink. They call it a Bjorn Collins. So we could call that drink a super trooper. This is a super trooper drink right here. Okay. Yes, eat your heart out, (laughs) y'all. Well, good for you. I'm pouring. I'm drinking the wild turkey rare breed. Mm. I bet that is good. It is tasty. <laughs> That's, I, I just finished a uh, uh, Omegang, uh white chocolate blonde stout. And now I've moved on to get yeah. giving us. Ah, there you go. Knowing you and knowing me, I am uh, <laughs> I am drinking a Sapporo. Premium beer. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Bob, I've got to. Ima- I've got to imagine as hard as you've been working, that beer is hitting the spot. It is. It is hitting the spot. And uh, uh, for for all those listeners out there, it's been a it's been a short minute since we've actually done a uh, a podcast. So so. This is it's been a while since we've got all of us together in in one and this is the album we decided to come back on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, this is our season finale, right? It is it is our season finale. We've been planning this years. Yep. Who's wearing pants? <laughs> I am sadly. Nope, uh, cloth shorts. So I'm not sure they qualify as pants. What's the temperature there, Brett? Uh, uh, good question. It's around 78 or 79, so pretty nice down here. Oof, oof. Sounds like it. My brother and wife are down in Key West right now. Excellent. I got I got a batch of pictures of the, the Christmas decorations. Mm, yeah, it's nice. I've been watching the YouTube videos from down there. 
So, so are your brother and sister in law? Are they down there for the full month? They're down there until till New Year's, Tuesday to Tuesday. So they come back Tuesday. Well, to that I say, Mama Mia. When I first went to listen to this thing, uh, it came up with the 40th anniversary edition, and yeah. I was like, "Oh hell no, my God!" <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I, I found the original. I fixed that. Yeah, I, I got a little worried because I saw that there was like Abba Dolan or more gold or something like that. I forget what they called it, but yeah, before long you're listening to studio tracks. Yeah, there's like you said, it's hours of music, you know. But yeah, this was the standard. What was it 1992 release? Uh, yeah, Abba Gold, right? So. We knew you wouldn't do that, Brett. We knew only Tom I, that to us. Yes. Well, <laughs> so I, I I started to do what you did to me on the Misfits. When I said, do you want Misfits Volume 1 or Misfits Volume 2? Because one was like 20 songs, the other was like 70. And you said, the answer is yes. <laughs> well here's the deal with the misfits volume one and volume two even though there's like a 50 song difference it's the same length album right right it's punk songs each album each song's like right. a minute long so right yeah so <laughs> they get right to the point and they want and not not to dive do too deep too, too early but one thing i think ABBA and the Misfits have in common is those were pop masterpieces. Absolutely. Certainly. One was one was a little rougher around the edges than the other, but they were, you know, bang, 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 pop oh, you know, masterpieces. ABBA was recorded a while ago, so you got the recording equipment wasn't as good as it is now. Sure. It's recorded, sure. So, so, <laughs> gotta expect a little roughness. And, and ABBA never had the devil lock, right? Oh, I bet somebody, I bet one of them did at some point. Well, I can see it. The, the the, hair, the devil lock. Oh, all that. I I never saw that. I'm not ruling that out. They could have very easily, I'm sure. Okay. Bob found that one this morning of them wearing tinfoil, basically. That was, uh, (laughs) I I didn't want you guys to go to this podcast with that image in so I said it's, the more oh, it's, sure. it's there. <laughs> so Abba made a news in the last week or so. Did you guys hear this? So no. Uh, what happened? So Kiss did their final tour. Yes. Did their final show. If you're willing to believe that, right? Right. Exactly. This is not the first time they've done their final yeah. tour, from what I understand. But they, when they left the stage, they had the avatars come on. Yeah, and perform a song, and supposedly the avatars are now going to be going on tour. <laughs> you know that they, which they got the idea. Well, I don't want to say that. Uh, the the same people doing, I think, have some responsibility for the people, the ABBA avatars that are yeah. on tour out there. So it's a. Uh, I'm all for that. I mean, yeah. think about think about the possibilities if they can get that shit right and make it look good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, in the sense, it would be good to see like Queen with Freddie Mercury as the lead man these days. Yeah. You yeah. know, they could avatar him 
Zephyr, Hendrix Experience. I mean, just go through the list of bands in your head. You would love to, you know, so it's not really live, but, you know, it looks pretty damn good. Well, okay. So, Tom, on that topic, how would you like to see a hologram? I mean, well done. Well done hologram, like the ones we're talking about here. I was listening this morning to the Hendrix in the West podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the uh, Johnny B. Good uh, cover that he did at that that concert. So I stopped listening to the podcast, went back and listened to Johnny B. Good. And man, that was that was good. That, he that, just turns it inside out. He does. Now, if you had the option of going to see that played, you know, a whole concert, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, hologram. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to be there watching that. Well, that was, that was, uh, I can remember going to the rock and roll hall of fame and really the coolest thing there was they had an immersion room where you walked in and they constantly had Hendrix playing Johnny be good on a loop, you know, the video surrounds him. They're fucking incredible. I, I gotta tell you if what my, my prediction is, of course they're running this ABBA thing right now with their holograms i think it's just in london right now they built an entire theater i forget how many seats it is like you know forty thousand seat or something crazy for just ava and this one hologram show which is incredible you know for a band that has been done since basically 1982 uh that's phenomenal and yeah i'd love to go see it i'm not flying to london but i'd love to see it I kind of think that the next is probably going to be in Vegas would be my guess. They'll probably build something or. When they got the giant sphere out there in Vegas now. Yeah. So. Yeah. That big sphere would be a, a very good choice. Well, like so think of the Blade Runner 2049, the scene where they go into the theater to, to, to fight and you've got Frank Sinatra at the Sands kind of a hologram show plan if you could do something like that just on steroids would be so freaking awesome oh yeah oh my goodness I can't. That, yeah that made me go out and buy a good copy of sinatra at the sands on buy <laughs> now i'm i'm not against that but doesn't that kind of kind of uh decrease the amount of room for new artists i think very healthfully so do you think that's healthy i, I with the new artists we see coming oh no order i don't think so i mean i i think you have to if you know it's like anything else if you don't give people room to grow then they don't grow so you know yep if we shrink their space, then you get less. But I'd pay to see it. You know, I don't know that I would, to be honest with you. I'm not certain I, you know, the avatars and stuff, I'm not certain I would pay to see that. I, I don't think I would. Now, maybe there is an exception out there. If, I, there. if there was a really good Led Zeppelin in their prime, playing in a theater show... Come on, you'd you'd honk out seventy five dollars. I, I I think I would rather have that on a VR headset. 
All right, hang on a minute. Prove to me that every concert you have been to hasn't been holographic. Well, clearly they've <laughs> all been holographic because that's the universe we fucking live in. <laughs> it's a holographic universe. It's all holographic. Yeah. I don't know that every concert, I haven't gone up to shake you know, shake their hands and, and met them backstage or anything. I, I come watch them and leave. Now, well, like damn it. Damn it. I saw Pink Floyd when I was in college. And granted, I was so far back from the stage that that looked like little <sighs> tiny, you know, people on the stage. But you the, anime, were, the display looked like Pink Floyd, the big giant, you, you know. just <laughs> weren't high enough. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, uh, the contact high there. It was in an open auditorium thing, and I think I came out of there high, and I wasn't smoking anything. It was just... Well, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it was Ohio Stadium. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that big giant disco ball came down. and That's or... another one I would I would pay to see an avatar of that. I could see Pink Floyd doing something like that. Now. I, think, I think there's probably a time and place for it. Vegas seems like a reasonable place for it yeah or that sort of thing yeah, yeah. Real. so they have that completely they have that giant sphere now which is just begging for totally right. impressive shows right so i can't wait to see what they do with that i might actually go visit vegas because of that but i don't want to see i don't want to see Jimi hendrix or led zeppelin on tour no you know yeah just like the like the pink floyd laser light shows at the you know yeah 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 thing. do do it right. Pick a nice venue and just put it and have people come see it. You know, like Vegas or, or whatever. Yeah, give me a limited well, time showing, you know. Yeah. I can you know, let me let me point out something that works here. ABBA, all of them are alive. So as far as Prove it. Avatar, as far as we know. Well, as far as we it's, know, it's all <laughs> part of the simulation. <laughs> My brain hasn't been right since the Matrix. <laughs> I know. Well, consider what would happen if you did a Jimi Hendrix virtual tour with an avatar. Who makes the money on that? And, you know, he's been dead over 50 years now, and they're still fighting over releasing. And at what time does that, at what point does that become public domain? You know, when are we going to? Get One, Robert Johnson on tour, kind of thing, you know. So, if if it's if they ever do that with Hendrix, there's one person that's going to make the money on that, and her name is Janie Hendrix, and she's going to do it well, and she's going to make a shitload of money. She's the one who's got the rights to all the Hendrix stuff, or somehow, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. No, that's possible as long as it's one. But like, consider the Beatles. You know, you want the Beatles to go do this. Think how big of a seller they'd be if it's all hologram. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it, but I don't know that it would be so clean, especially yeah. two of them dead, two of them alive. A lot of lawyers uh, involved. A lot of lawyers. Not with money, there is a way. You know, that's gonna say. <laughs> so I can see some. I can see some contracts being signed there. Yeah, I thought. I think so, we got off on a tangent. It was a good tangent. I've never yeah. noticed it. I think this is a good tangent because well, I, I I wanted to talk about this is that of all the bands to start out to build a big concert venue hall specifically for one tour, it was ABBA. I mean, what that's some serious high praise for these people. Well, uh, but before okay, before we hop off this tangent, we'll go around the horn. 
who is the one band that you would love to see in that situation? Mm. Think back. You know what? We already said it. Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy? Jimmy'd be good. Yeah. Derek? Yeah. I it, it might be Pink Floyd, but it would have to be a very intimate kind of experience. I wouldn't, you know, I've already seen them in the big theater with a giant light show and all the other stuff. And it's, it would need to be very intimate to make me want to do it. I, I, I am just nonplussed by the whole avatar idea. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, but I got to go with Brad. It would, it, it would be Hendrix. It would have to be. I think, I think I would go older than that. I would, I, I would go back to, you mentioned him a little while ago, uh, like, like Robert Johnson. Um, yeah. You know, you know, if they, if they could make some of those old, old blues guys that perished long before any of us had a chance, anyone really had a chance to see them was still alive today speak of yeah you know it would be there's still a few folks alive i guess you got a good point if they could recreate what happened at um what was the college uh oberlin 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 yeah just that one night just sit there at that one night and listen to sun house and mississippi john hurt man yeah blind blake you know yeah. and just think of a, an avatar show blind blake just sitting in a bar sitting on a porch so I said, I almost needed to be a very intimate type experience for me to be. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, something, something very, uh, you know, juke joinish, uh, yes. where, yeah, where you walk in and there's somebody like that. What was it like to really see these guys in the 1920s yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, it's so, yeah, or on the street hundred years ago. Yeah, right, right. So what about if you could walk into one of these places and get dosed on your favorite psychedelic as you were walking in? Yeah, that's an interesting proposition. At what point do we are we able to mix the drugs with the audiovisual experience and you know and get people to that experience would, something? That would be an experience. I, I think we really don't need that because the computer simulation. You really just need to punch a few buttons and you get that. Well, well, that's why I said something about the VR headsets yeah. earlier and stuff like that. You know, if you could, I, we're still pretty primitive in that technology, but. Well, I wasn't talking about the, I was just talking about the universe in general being the computer. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of flopping on. Right, right. You know, the thing and really feeling like you're right there in the thing it's yeah it's the simulation simulating that you're simulating right 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 yeah well you know well since i learned about the blank time the smallest unit of time i realized that's basically a a cpu clock cycle that's just very very fast right i'm you know i I started to come around to the idea of the simulation theory it could only be enhanced by a fistful of shrooms (laughs) it would only get better it would get worse it would get worse I think I saw that movie, A Fistful of Shrooms. Right. A Fistful of Shrooms. <laughs> it was a... Oh, the old, what was the old... Was uh, spaghetti Dennis Western, Miller. I remember it. I think it was Dennis Miller. I had a joke, something about virtual reality, and this was way back 20 years ago or maybe more. 
said basically virtual virtual reality is going to make like crack look like M and M's because if <laughs> you can have sex with celebrities for like twenty bucks, you know, or something like that. Right. So, so. All right, I'm going to ask you guys the derivation of this that drags us back on to Abba. So, if not, okay, let me let phrase it. Let me ask the question correctly. Would you guys? Do you guys think ABBA was the right group to do this with, or do you think it should have been some other group? Now, I'm, I'm not asking you what your favorite would be. I'm asking you what was the right group to do this with first. So, so I'll go and and I listened to the album on YouTube, and I enjoyed going song by song and and looking at the comments people had posted. And, and it kind of affirmed what I thought that, I mean, these guys had a, a monstrous following and, and I was one of them. I can, I can remember sitting in the living room, plopping a cassette into the family stereo and taping, you know, the Casey Kasem top 40 and, and, you know, Abba would be on there quite a bit during that time. 70s and 80s or very early 80s very early and uh yeah i mean i i think the following's there and 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 people are gonna go ape shit over that thing now now see they're also like really huge in europe right i mean in asia in asia okay yeah so probably larger there than they are here would be my guess the world yeah, those parts. They were a world much, much bigger ears than we have. Yeah, but yeah. this was they were a world phenomenon, which is yeah. amazing. Uh, you know, it, it's truly phenomenal. And, and I tell you, there's not. I've never listened to like their studio albums, but like here, there's not a bad song there. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they were clearly the right band to do it, if for no other reason than they were the band that it got done with. Uh, yeah. You know, Good money, point. Money, yeah. money talks. And there's a reason yeah. why a whole bunch of people who thought to themselves, hey, I'd like to get rich today, came together and did this with ABBA because they knew they could make money doing it with ABBA. And they have been. Because it's still going on, so still going on. Yeah, I think it's sold out every. Show, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. They sell every seat every night. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah, which is just phenomenal. I've seen little snippets, like people will sneak a cell phone in there and they'll get some, some of it. And from the snippets I've seen, you don't know that you're watching holograms. I mean, it looks like legit mm. things going on up there. Right. So I was wondering. So when they say avatars. Are are those at least in this instance? Those are holograms. Holograms. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that they aren't computer generated, right? Because didn't they record them wearing like the motion capture suits and stuff like that, Brad? I, I seems like I yeah. saw something on the behind yeah. the scenes, and so they got them the current now like doing the thing, and then they like pasted the CGI item to uh, for the. The show, yeah, right. But yeah. what I saw was not mid seventies, mid up, mid to upper seventies year olds 
uh, with it was the younger Rabba, right? Yeah, these people were right. moving quite, you know, youthfully. I'll put it that way. It was a youthful performance. Right, something right. you would expect for mid to upper 70 year olds. And I think Kiss has done something similar. They all went in with motion capture and got them and preparing for the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're sounds like they're sending them out on tour. So it's, uh, or something it's because I think is either Gene or Paul said there's still money to be made. Yes. Were were you guys kiss fans? A a little bit. I, I I thought they, how can you not be? I mean, my my answer to that's yes. (laughs) I, I, I tried. I mean, I can remember, uh, I think, my brother bought the elder and I, well, but I liked it. I liked it, but I just never really took the lead. That, that, that was a little different kiss album. Right. Most of them. Right. So, and I, you know, and I listened to all the stuff and I probably enjoyed more of the eighties kiss, you know, with lick it up. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Crazy nights. And yeah, I just never, once they dished the makeup kind of thing. Yeah. Or no, Lick It Up might have been. I think Lick It Up up. was their first or second album without the makeup. Without the makeup? Okay. Was Unmasked the first one without? I think they still had, I want to say they still had the makeup on that one. I thought it was kind of a joke, but they did like shortly after that ditch the makeup and revealed who they were. I mean, from a business perspective, the makeup was a great idea because they're able to trademark all those designs and stuff like that. Right. And, and it gave them a degree of anonymity. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, they could still walk down the street and be yeah. incredibly famous, but nobody knew who they yeah. were. Which actually reminds me, you guys are going to yell at me for dragging us back to Avenue. But did you guys watch any of the vignettes that were associated with these? No. That that reminds me. Do you know how many members of Kiss have also been members of ABBA? <laughs> All of them. Saved up for- <laughs> Kiss has some studio musicians record some stuff along the way, so it's possible there's some overlap there that I'm uh, not aware of. So. Now that you don't have to listen to them, I don't expect you to listen to to her watch the videos. But uh, but it was interesting. I I watched all the videos I could find for the songs off Gold, and they made very good videos, uh, well choreographed, uh, a good deal of effort. This was in the mid seventies when videos just weren't really a thing, and so, they was doing this. So was it like? one of the guys out there with a, a synthesizer and a drum machine and he got the beat going, got the, got, and because on the majority of these songs, that was kind of the instrumentation. Okay. So Tom, you're a smart man. If you are one of the, the male members of ABBA and you're told you're going to go make a video, what are you going to do with that video? I'm going to put the chicks in. Right, yeah. <laughs> you just described all of their videos. <laughs> it's got the two women out front. I'm going to hang in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, the guys are in there, you know, Betty Yard are in there, but they're, uh, 
certainly less emphasis is placed on the the male members. Uh, the the females are right out front. Sure, and yeah, quite they're actually quite good. And uh, one of the things I didn't realize this at the time until I started researching the group. But if you watch the videos, it's pretty obvious Frida knows how to dance, and uh, Anyetta. You know, not not quite the the trained person that Frida was, but uh, then you go through and you look through their history, and and uh, Frida at one point was actually a, a performer. She was getting paid to dance. She sang. She did all of that. So she she knew how to how to dance also. Um, so some of those are pretty good. Uh, if you if you get a chance to watch them, so she she knows what she's doing. So so I w- I went back and I was looking over the the Wikipedia page. And uh, it was interesting because I, I I never really realized ABBA was a super group, but they kind of were. I mean, it was it, they at least in in Sweden and Europe, they individually were all very uh, successful before they came together, or fairly successful. Yeah, their names were rough. Uh, they at one point their name, no joke, was. I wrote this down. Benny and Bjorn, Anyetta and Anafried. That was the name of the band. Start to fill that on a billboard, right? So, that's, uh... <laughs> well, so yeah, their producer, his name was Stig Anderson. He said, okay, enough of that. You know, he's actually the one who came up with ABBA. The A, the backwards B, the forwards B, and the A. Uh, but I also found this out. They never said whose letter of their name was which letter in the name of, of ABBA. Sure. So, we'll, we'll trivia out there for all the people, all of our fans. No reason uh, to. No reason to. Yeah, it was just inflame egos would probably be the only problem. So, I wonder, the, the guy that produced them, I wonder what else he did because, I mean, the production on these songs is just incredible. Yes, and I can help you with that. So... Um, one of the things he was part of, he started the Polar Music Studio. So the the label was Polar Music that Stig Stig Anderson formed. Um, so lots of money here, right? I mean, just incredible quantities of money. And they built a studio in Stockholm uh, with some of that money. Uh, that that's where everybody was recording and everything. And, and, uh, they actually had you guys, this is one of the things I caught in the notes, but, um, uh, Genesis, the album Duke was recorded in that studio at Stockholm that ABBA built, um, Led Zeppelin in through the outdoor was recorded in that studio. And the last one, this is going to knock you over scorpions. Uh, Oh man, I can't read my own writing here. Uh, Love Drive. Wow. Anybody else? Those were recorded in the studio that Abba had. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which surprised me more. I mean, Blood Zeppelin, Scorpions, or Genesis, you know. Those are pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, must have been a good studio. Yeah. Yeah, it, it only uh, converted it to other uses recently. Uh, it was like 2008 or something, 2009, but it was a studio up up through there. What were the other uses? 
Uh, well, now there's like a bank and all kinds of stuff going on in there. It's a big building. This is not a tiny little thing. I thought there was this like is... porn production or something. That's what I was say. It's the only, <laughs> only fans headquarters or something like that. It's... I can see some of that going on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a bank. How disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Sweden, right? Uh, Stockholm, yeah. Uh, so, man, I, I was researching the hell out of this this afternoon. So Holly kept bringing me good things to drink, and I kept going at it. Uh, Damn her! I know, I know. So, best selling acts of all time. Did you guys happen to look look into this? No, did you this? No. Okay, what would you all guess the best selling act of all time? Man of War. All albums, all things, everything. Huh? Man of War. Man of War. Definitely. Man of War. Man of War. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be up there. That's <laughs> oh, got my vote. Yeah. I mean, fighting the world right. is probably, you know, I, I want to say the Beatles, but I'm sure they're on the list somewhere. But Beatles are number one. Oh, okay. Beatles right. are number one. And I was trying to- Survey says. Yeah. Sorry. Who were the guys at the Tractor Tower, Bob? Super suckers, super suckers, super suckers. I looked for them and could not find them. I was so disappointed. They're they're number super two. Suckers. They're they're overshadowed by the Beatles, but they're right there, number two. They're distant, they're right distant there. second, but they are there, right? Well, Elvis, according to this list, Elvis hit number two, huh. and okay. what a fitting thing for Elvis. Yeah. Uh, what what stunned me is you go through this list, and I mean I could rattle them all off, and some of these people are just not by style of music and some were right there like for instance number 17 acdc huh. uh yeah yeah number nine i think was pink floyd or uh, yeah number nine was pink floyd so you go down and you find abba sitting comfortably at number 32 and really? the most sold albums i kind of thought they might be a little higher than that but uh when you look at everybody ahead of them, it's just incredible acts ahead of them. But here's what's interesting. They are the first act for which English was not their first language. Everybody ahead of them, English was their first language. They are the first band not. I've heard ACDC. Are we certain English is their first language? <laughs> wow. So, yeah, come on. Really <laughs> right. They're from England, so clearly not. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Australia. Australia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're uh, from England. I thought there was Scotland in there. Nope. So uh, you're thinking men at work. So so the majority of the band was from Australia. I think uh I think Octor Mahti. I'm thinking of Octor Mahti was uh uh where one of them was from uh, like Maybe it was Bon Scott that was from England and not... Uh, I think it was. Not Brian. Yeah. I was trying to think of Brian. Uh, Brian. Brian is from England. Yes, but the rest of the guys are from Australia. How dare you mar my heritage. I, I'm pretty sure they're from England, too. I Don't get me wrong. I think they moved to Australia fairly young, but I think they're from England. Scotland. I think they started in Scotland and went to Australia. This is a strange hill for us to die on, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
One of us has a computer truck. So where is it? Where is that? Angus Young was born in Glasgow, Scotland. There we go. But they were they were an Australian rock band. Yes, absolutely. They moved there. Yes. Well, who didn't? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Well, clearly we all did, but that's because we were smart. The, the only original Australians were the Aborigines. <laughs> the Aborigines. Well, they they weren't original either. They moved there at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, well, good point. I mean, yeah. Oh, the penal colony, right? I like, think. Yeah, well, not for the Aborigines. They were, no, not for them. But for the <laughs> I think what we have to do is we have to go back far enough into the computer simulation to find out when we got put in. Wiki says their origin was Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. All right. I'll buy it. But yeah, but yeah, I'll take Bob's point. I mean, none of those white boys started out in Australia. <laughs> they just kind of ended up there. They ended up there. <laughs> if you remember the story, Angus got caught stealing a loaf of bread because he was too poor to feed his family. And, and he got deported to Scott to that's, Australia. That's Les Mis, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got confused. Yeah, I can see how you got those two confused. It's a uh, very similar story. You had me so sucked into that. <laughs> I like really. I was with you on that with Tom. I was grabbing my head. I thought. That's not the one I remember. <laughs> here's the problem. Here's the problem with old friends. You actually believe them a lot of times. So you're not. How has got to give the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, one thing is, I was listening to the album, and and, and uh, I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed the instrumentation. I enjoyed the harmonies. I, I I very well produced and and I started I kept going back to song after song. I wonder to what degree it, and they had to be like Queen and Freddie Mercury and ABBA there you know just sonically there were so many similarities and I wonder how much they were influenced by each other or who, you know, which came first, chicken or the egg. Well, so according to, according to Bjorn early on, they were kind of following in the footsteps of the sweet over in England. Uh, yeah. Glam, okay. glam rock. Sure. And you can kind of pick up some of that stuff too in their music, that kind of, yeah. that kind of a sound too. And, and one of the, you know, I got to give these guys credit. Of course, they're so loaded. They they could admit if they made a mistake because they got money. It doesn't matter, right? But one of the things he said was that was a mistake emulating them too closely. He said, because we were not a glam Ross band. Wow. And and he, he owned up to that. And he said it was a mistake following them too close. Um, but he he said that early on, the sleep was one of their big, big things. Uh, Tom, I, I'm... But this forced me to remember something. You know, I was listening to that top five or top yeah. top bestsellers. Number five was Queen of all time. 
number five is Queen. Blew me away. Had no idea. So, but Queen was heavily influenced by the glam scene in sure. Europe. Oh yeah. So, so you know that would make sense. The two bands drew from a lot of the same influences. That. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Brett, you're, yeah. you're talking about just album sales there, right? I thought album sales. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Did Did you happen to look up uh, concerts as well? See concert size. Did not look up concert sales. Okay. I did. Lift just passed like a billion dollars in her concerts, so you know. That's... Right, right, right. <laughs> I I was just wondering because I I I think uh, Abba probably has done. I they they do concerts, obviously still. Uh, and they've done an awful lot, and they they sell out concerts all around good. the world. And have for they really? So they still perform? Oh, you know, I'm saying the avatars. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, come oh. on, that's okay. the avatars. But... Well, I I know well, this is that's like saying Tupac still does concerts. Well, he does. Yeah, no, Are you Tupac? Tupac could. Tupac could. If he wanted to blow his cover, he absolutely could. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That part is, I'm running out of bourbon here. You better force <laughs> some more, fucker. I am. I am. This is evil fucking. This influence. is no time to run out of bourbon. <laughs> I my glass ran out a little bit ago. And I, I looked at Holly and she didn't get my head. Oh, your your cup runneth over. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, you're you're in the bourbon capital of the world there. So it's uh, Listen, we have a shameful quantity for, <laughs> for those that can't see the video right now. Brett is actually taking a shower and he has shower bourbon, a, a bag, flower <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> he just has a bag hanging down his back, it's got a little tube that he puts in his mouth and just drinks on it. So it's Come on, woman! I'm in the middle of a performance. It's like it's like those it's like those baseball hats with the booze, the beer holders on the side, and the little tube that goes beer holder. Fetch me a drink. I need to get one of those and wear in one of our podcasts. Just to with the beers on. Beers, yeah, bourbon, man, it would mess you up fast. I can tell you that. Holy cow! Yeah, uh, oh now now the rare breed is only 117 proof, you know. Practically beer. Practically, yeah. It's essentially uh, the same thing. It's it's just water, flavored water. Play. I'm oh, sorry. I'm I'm moving my back well, microphone. I'm about to go with very off topic. Sean, did you ever get that Atari? It arrived this week. Nice. Have you? Have you I haven't played it yet. My wife is wrapping it and putting it under Christmas tree. So that's that's not that shouldn't even be. That's just not <laughs> right. No, yeah, no, right. No, arrived no, a little no, too no. close to Christmas. So oh, it's uh, that's, if, huh? poor decision. <laughs> well, when I ordered it like three months ago, right? <laughs> so I knew I was pre-ordering it, but for some reason, I had in my mind it would be here. What long before now? Right. What games did you get? It comes with um, a ten game cartridge, and I don't remember what all's on that cartridge. And you can buy the paddle set that goes along with it, and it comes with a four game cartridge. It's mm. got that freak it, out on air, and I'm does sure. it have does it have combat? 
It probably does. I'd have to look at the 10 gig cartridge, see what's iron. I used to love just driving that tank around all by myself, <laughs> shooting it shit. Somewhere in my parents' basement is a bunch of old Atari cartridges, and I'm going to have to go digging and see if I can't. Uh, Will they work on find... it? Yeah. yeah. It'll use it'll use the old 2600 cartridges and the 7800 cartridges. Really? So, yeah. I don't have any 78s, but I can start checking out the the goodwills and stuff and see if I can. As long yeah, as mom and dad pop. haven't nice the old ones away. I don't think they have. I think it's still there somewhere. They kept most of the old stuff. So so, wow. so when my mom and dad, when mom passed, I found out in the garage my old 2600 console <laughs> with all of the cartridges. I probably had like one, two, three, four, or 35, 40 cartridges. Okay. Let it go up for auction. Oh, did you? Okay. And it just, you know, it went into the bulk estate. I have no idea what I got for it. Probably oh. shit for it. I wish I'd have kept that thing. We bought a uh, 2600. Uh, it was actually a couple of consoles. And every cartridge... Every cartridge that was ever offered for the 2600. Uh, so we nice. have that, and it's a phenomenal number of games. Uh, it, it's really cool what we got up there at the house. So, but you, you only need like Miss Pac Man, Pitfall, yeah. and Combat. Asteroids, damn it. You need asteroids. Asteroids. And Space, Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Space Invaders, definitely. Adventure. Yeah. Venture be a good one. Frogger. Yeah. We need Frogger. Frogger. Yeah. Pitfall. Pitfall's fine. Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall's there. Pitfall 2. Now, now, you know what I did? River Raid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> River Raid. You know what I did salvage? My Timex Sinclair 1000. No way. Wow. With, with a phone modem. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and all of the uh, cassettes. Yeah. That go with it. I wonder when. Yeah. It's probably not worth the damn thing. Yeah. Should be in a museum. What a great computer system. Is that the one where you put the headset down and yeah. like then you use little cups and Yeah, oh, I, man. I would dial in every day and get my biorhythms. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember back in the day I'd I had um for a birthday present, and we're all way off topic, sorry. It's about to be edited out, but are we? I had um. I'm pretty sure this is one topic. That's a perfect. I had an oh. I had an Apple II C computer, and that was it. As I was fancy stuff. Yeah, and I had asked for a modem for a birthday, and we went to this little store in West Virginia that had Apple authorized thing, and they had a 300 baud modem. It was like 85 bucks at the time back in the oh. day, and this birthday present. And Did you say 300 baud? 300 baud. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here's the thing. My dad's there. And he asked him, he goes, well, do you guys have any faster? And they go, well, we got a 1200 baud modem, you know? And he's like, how much is that? And they're like, well, it's on sale for $95. And he's like, well, let's just buy the 1200 baud modem. Sure. So we buy it, bring it back home. And at the time, really, I only had local bulletin boards to call into and do stuff, bulletin board systems. Right. 300 baud was the max that they could do. 
uh, back in the day. So it's a, yeah. What, what was the Radio Shack computer? Well, there was the Tiny TRS 80s. Now I had, I had a model 100 I had bought at some point. That was a little portable laptop. I had like a, a four line LCD by like 40 character display built into the thing. Yeah. It had a great keyboard. I could still feel typing on that thing. How I remember what the keyboard was. You know that those are valuable. Probably are. I haven't looked up to see what they go for. I used to go into the Bossard Library to get on. They had all the TRS 80s. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. No, the reason I'm saying they're valuable is because people still want to use them because they uh, are rugged. So, yeah, I believe it. If you're just recording data, uh, you you get a small lithium-ion battery to go with mm-hmm. it, and you can power this thing up at the top of Everest. Oh, I believe you are, because it, it, it ran off like AA batteries or some yes. C's, think, maybe C's, I don't remember, but yeah. With only a little bit of extra packaging, you can drop them from you know six feet up, and it doesn't hurt them. They're very durable, and, and that's where I read why they're so valuable. Can you can you imagine a laptop that you ran off a C batteries? How? Oh my gosh! <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing is that they you you put a modern battery pack on them, they'll last. Oh, they'll no run all year long at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah. It goes like high solid state right. material. Yeah. I thought, well, I used to, for, with that Timex Sinclair 1000, I would dial in and I would read ABBA lyrics. <laughs> right, right. That's what we all of did. Of course you did. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I will, I will say this about the old computers, ANC Queen. Yes. I never recall having to update the operating system due to security vulnerabilities. True. <laughs> Just like, yeah. yeah. At 300 baud, nobody was going to bother you. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't talked about what our favorite songs were. We got to hit the favorite song. Oh. What was the last one on the album? Waterloo. Yeah, that's my favorite. Now, Waterloo wasn't <laughs> on the album I listened to, and it was, it was noticeably <laughs> missing. Okay, I warned you guys about that. You listened to the wrong album. First one, it didn't have Waterloo on. I don't know why Uh, that posted version. You scroll the next one down, it was 17 songs versus 19 songs on YouTube. But but you're allowed to count Waterloo. That's the favorite. Well, I tell you what, for me, it was Dancing Queen because I just, I, I imagined somebody cutting up bodies. (laughs) <laughs> you know with a chainsaw a tomahawk you know just slice of course <laughs> I were the Nancy queen <laughs> little bone saw out there I mean <laughs> you I, I actually think I've seen that movie so yeah <laughs> who are the queen? was that American Psycho or <laughs> that, uh, I I I pretty sure I have seen that movie <laughs> <laughs> you spend too long in Japan. <laughs> what was your favorite, Bob? What'd you like? Uh, I like Two Minutes Till Midnight. That was my favorite off of it. <laughs> two Minutes Till Midnight. Right, right. 
I think you made Melissa and I are man oh, instead of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't recall. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, I may have gotten the wrong list up here. No, um, I, I, they, honestly, you know, uh, these, it was, it was really truly like listening to my youth again because you, uh, you, you listen to these songs and you're like, you know what? Every time you turned on the fucking radio in the 1970s, what if one of these songs was playing, you know, in the 1970s yeah. or the 1980s, one of these songs was on. Um, so I, I every time you were, you were doing your makeup, you yeah, on your little tutu, <laughs> yeah, I he's doing his, he was, it was Bob, it was Bob's glam rock. Era. I remember, <laughs> it was, uh, I remember putting on my pop prom dress and one of these. <laughs> One of these songs was playing at the time, you know, it was great memories. Uh, so, um, God, can you imagine in back, Bob, back in our day, or all of us back in our day, if one of us has showed up the prom in a dress? Could <laughs> you, could you ever let us in the place? You know, can you imagine if one of us would have showed up listening to ABBA? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think Bob's favorite was Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Minute After Midnight. <laughs> That that is easily confused with two minutes after. Two it's minutes. all about the same, yeah. I I don't know, guys. I mean, they they were all. I, Tom Tom said it earlier. They were all good songs. They really were. Um, I like Waterloo. Really, uh, Dancing Queen was okay. Knowing me, knowing you, I didn't have a favorite song. I didn't have a least favorite song. Um, uh, you know what I what I did, uh, and and. Uh, I, when I got to, I have a dream, I had to stop listening to ABBA and I had to, no, I had to stop listening to ABBA and I had to turn on Scatterbrains, uh, because I had to listen to the Scatterbrains <laughs> album, uh, and after, after, uh, it, I have a dream came on. So... <laughs> You had Bob, you did better than I did. So after I listened to Ab, I went and found some, you know, some audio of a couple cats fighting in an alley. <laughs> and that was just in case I was struck deaf. I didn't want the last thing going through my brain for all the was Abba. So that's uh you did want to have that gay feel. Right. So you had to re hetero yourself, right? It wasn't even that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys do you guys remember that song? And I know Brett doesn't, uh, but uh, do you remember that song from Scatterbrains? Don't call me, dude. I do. Yeah. Well, you know, it starts off with the "I have a dream," right? Oh, so okay. So I see that I have a dream, and I'm like, no, fuck this. Boom. Where's Scatterbrains? Got to listen to Scatterbrains right now. And <laughs> that that kind of brought me back into reality, and brought you back. And I was able to. Uh, Listen to that album and then carry on with the rest of ABBA. I was toward. I I I had I have a few. So Waterloo probably is my favorite. I really like that. I like SOS too. I mean I, I kinda like this band. I'm not gonna like I, I really like gold. It's good music. Uh, it is. Uh the the song Fernando made me laugh every time. That is a song. I don't know if you guys read about it or not. About like Willie Nelson, Nelson, right? It, it basically, well, it was from a little bit after Willie Nelson was born. It was the, the Mexican Civil War. 
And that's what I said. It's it's sweet. <laughs> it's sweet. Wait, wait. It's Sweden singing about the Mexican Civil War. Is yeah. this what you're telling me? That so there's exactly. like a connection to Poncho and Lefty. Yes, it is. And I'm not even joking. I am dead serious. Read about it. It was the members of ABBA singing a song about this Mexican Civil War. Of course. Why, why wouldn't they? Uh, why why not? That's and beautiful. Made a whole ton of money. So <laughs> there, there was that. And a chance on me. My brother, have you guys ever had the experience where a song is so popular, it's on constant rotation, and you can't stay it, like you can't hear it one more time or your brain's going to explode? Have you guys had a song? Every song I've ever written is just like that, yes. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, you are a world famous songwriter, right? Huh? Right. So that's uh, just gets in the way of everything I do. Well, my introduction to ABBA was actually thanks to my brother. He came in one day and he was he was angry and he said, "If I it's hear his fault, it's his fault." He said, "If I hear take a chance on me one more time, I'm going to die." He said <laughs> that song is driving me insane. And when he said that, I thought my young self said. I've got to learn more about this band. <laughs> that was my introduction to Emma. So, and, and that song came out in 1977. Yes. Yes. I was uh, late 77, right? Like almost 78. It was like December or something. Could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was a, a, a ripe old seven years old and my brother was railing about the song take a chance on me and that was when i decided i needed to know more about abba so, so is that your favorite uh i'm gonna go with yes on that just because of the video and my brother's reaction to the whole thing so i'm going with yes is your brother okay no no i would not go so far as say he's okay he seems to be healthy enough okay good uh yes financially solvent and healthy how's that okay good good so he has not heard that song since then. We're okay. No, now he seems to be doing okay. Good. Uh, but yeah, watch the video. Okay, so I told you guys about the videos. Sean said no, but if you're going to do one more thing with that, watch, watch that one video. And understand, this is from late 70s. And trust me, the girls are not hard on the eyes. They're just not hard on the eyes, especially in that video. Mr. Curry. Yes. Did you did we do your favorite yet? Yeah, it was the last one the um a water. Whichever the last one was. Whatever the last song was, that was my favorite. <laughs> was was I'm it not on entirely my, sure. Was it on my fucking album? I think if I'd said the name of the game or Chiquita I would have said, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am so sorry, Brett. I really honestly tried. I just could not comment uh, at all. And I hate to do that way because I'm not wanting to rag on ABBA because it's easy to rag on ABBA in certain circles. It's not that. It just isn't music for me. Quite all right. I, I, I think they clearly are music for somebody because they have done very well. And that's it. They have. Yes. And I'm not, it's like I said, Taylor Swift's not music for me. She sells a shit ton of albums, you know, sells out the concerts and stuff. So obviously there's a large audience for them, which just, 
you know, and ABBA for me is the same way. It's just not for me. Yeah. I, I gotta, you listen to what you want, makes you happy. I'm cool with it, but I, I banged out two to this. <laughs> this style, so. Oh God. <laughs> Good food for you. Three thousand up. I'm Good for you. Good for you. So Brett, Brett and Tom banged out two to this one. Good job. <laughs> oh, I was more as Oh, yeah. oh, dear Lord. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting you. He's been knocking off to this for months. It's years. It's literally nonstop. It's nonstop. Okay, let's talk about 1992 for a minute. Because this came out in, okay. in 1992, Please, no. right? And Tom seems like he remembers 1992. No, I don't. Just barely. I and I were in college together in 1992. Were you now? Let's hear about 1992. Were you were your roommates in 1992? No, we were not, but I do remember going by Tom's place a couple of times. Okay. So that's a... We used to listen to ABBA together. We used to listen to ABBA yes. together in 1992. Tom would call me at like three in the morning oh, yeah, because the rates were cheaper, and I'd be like, dude, I live like five miles from you. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 know. Know. let's listen to some ABBA. <laughs> let's, let's, let's... All right, tell us about why four things to be cut out. Got it. Okay, so 1992. uh, Which was the year of the monkey. The the year of the monkey, which is important because we were listening to ABBA. And uh, let's see. We lost Brett. (laughs) It's all his fault, and he leaves us. I can't believe that. He just said the hell with it. Oh, that's funny. Maybe Holly's killed him. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know. He's connected. Not the Abba sure. talk will do that to I'm her. Sure he, I'm sure. sure he deserved it. Talking about Abba. I, and it, I am God. so sorry. I was <laughs> scratching my ear, and I turned off my earpiece, and then I was gone. <laughs> I lost the thing. I am so sorry. <laughs> Technology, it's a good thing you're not an engineer or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You were talking about 92 when I left. Yeah, well, we're still talking about 92, but we were were actually talking about the possibilities of Holly killing you. But, you know. (laughs) Non-zero. Non-zero, yeah. (laughs) Significantly non-zero. And Abba will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, 1992. Uh, Vince Neal left Motley Crue. To become a race car driver. Oh. Good decision. <laughs> How did that go? Okay. Uh, Kurt Cobain married Courtney Love in 1992. Oh, he was still alive in 1992? Yeah. What? Yeah. Usually that's how you get married. Not in every country, but in the U.S. 94. I, I still think they're one of the most overrated bands. What, yeah, what was a couple you... years after that? 94, 95. <laughs> <laughs> 94. So yes, it was... I, I didn't want him. I didn't want him dead. I just didn't want him make any more music. Well, that <laughs> it, it solved the problem. Well, he was another one for the age twenty seven, right? Well, so, but just nobody wants him in the that band. Okay. <laughs> Rob Halford left Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, 
Yeah, it came back. They got a new album out. Now. Yeah, yeah. They just they just put out a new album a couple of days ago. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, honestly, and this this might be this might be fighting words, and and I like some Judas Priest songs, but I'm not a real big fan of Judas Priest. No, actually, yeah, I I enjoy some of their songs too. I don't. I the, you know, wasn't a huge yeah. Judas Priest follower. There's probably Bobby got a point. There's more I don't like than I like. But I, I tell you what, I have really developed an appreciation for Stained Class mm-hmm. and the first live out. Good stuff. Yeah, I, they've got some good things, but uh, in general, I can't sit through a whole album. So, yeah. uh, and keeping with the uh, people leaving bands, uh, John Frusciante left the Red Hot Chili Peppers in '92. Mm-hmm. and put out that was the wrong time to leave yeah yeah it was (laughs) an exceptionally bad timing time wow i think he probably did all right and he did put out some good solo albums yeah but he didn't make anywhere near the 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 green that they did now he he came back eventually he came back like robin out of van yeah okay they all do yeah uh, Frank Zappa made his last professional appearance in 1992. Yeah, yeah. He is okay. He was uh, uh, he had he had cancer at that point in time. That's documented in the Zappa movie. If you guys haven't watched that, it's a really good movie. And my last my last 1992 event. Which I think was very big, mm-hmm. very big. The Village People and Barry Manilow were the stars of New Year's Rockin' Eve with Dick Clark that year. I watched that. How about that? Wow! I watched that. They were on that like more than one year. They were there often. Oh yeah, well, it's probably probably from like eighty yeah. six. Until like ninety two, probably. Was yeah. Barry Manilow on the list of performers with like massive selling albums, stuff like that, Brett? That you add to you? Uh, he did not make. I stopped writing at number forty nine. Okay, he didn't uh, make that. Was that was that just uh, was, was that just rock? Yeah, no, it was everybody. It's everybody, it's all, all, yeah. Metallica blew me away. They were at number thirty-eight. Well, I'm surprised Metallica uh, wasn't higher. Yeah. Well, I mean, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I think the biggest surprise was, um, uh, well, actually, there were several big surprises. Well, I hate to say this, it's quite possible Metallica sold more T-shirts. Right. Well, that's that's down true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think every Metallica fan bought like a dozen T-shirts for every album. Well, so, so. non-Metallica fans bought all of them too. They probably Kanye do today. Kanye West was number twenty-one. What? He was way up there. Yeah, oh man, that's insane. Kanye West was number twenty-one. And Brett, uh, I'm going to say this with all sincerity: as much as I didn't like the ABBA album, I had to listen to a Kanye West album because I was trying to work my way through the thousand albums you should hear before you die book. And I would much rather listen to ABBA any given day of the week than uh, yeah. a Kanye West album again. I was along with, with that. Yeah. yeah, amen, brother. Yeah, I'm with you. And it, it was, uh, 
I think the most interesting thing is just how high up ABBA was, and English was not their first language. I mean, imagine singing in some other language, you know, and writing songs that had some reasonable meaning. That's pretty impressive, you know? I wonder if they eventually had to learn it. Well, they all fluently. They spoke English pretty well. I mean, yeah, this day, you know, they spoke English pretty well. It's just taught in their schools. Their schools are different than ours. And you mean competent? (laughs) Yes, I do read competent. Yeah, they're teaching them English right off the bat. Mm -hmm. One of the things I thought was interesting was, you know, like we we're all born and raised. Uh, Bob, I, 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 I know that you try to keep our, our general whereabouts, you know, somewhat private, but 40 degrees North latitude is, is broadly where a big, big swath of humanity lives is a 40 degrees North sure. latitude. And that's all around the globe, right? These people were way, way North of that. So like Frida was like 68 degrees North latitude. She was basically the Arctic Circle. Now, what would there be to do that far north? Like, what you know? Well, Brett, I, I will tell you, there is a town called Longyearbyen that's pretty much the North Pole, way up there uh, north of Norway uh, and uh, on Svalbard. They have a blues festival every year. I think it's called like the Blues Before Dark Festival uh-huh. or something like that, right before it goes dark 24-7. They have a big blues festival in that town. And one of these years, wow. I'm going to go to it. I, I, go uh, to, I was yeah. going to, I was going to give a simpler answer and just say, drink cheap beer and dog ugly women. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink. I, I wouldn't go. I, I wouldn't say ugly women. I've seen a lot of Swedish and Norwegian. Oh, yeah. I was, I was not talking about Europe. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just in general. General. Okay. That's so, general. Since since we're talking yeah. about long year Ben. It's currently 26 degrees Fahrenheit in Longyear Bend and snowing. Okay. 26? Yeah. And snowing. Oh. Wow. It, it's warmer than you expect because the Gulf Stream goes by there. So it's a. Uh, wow. Not that 26 is exactly hot, but. I mean, it's it, it's a tropical heat wave. We have no doubt about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in Florida. It's a little warmer than that, right? I can tell you that. Very comfortably warmer than that. And it's snowing where you are, too, so. Well, yeah. All right, well, let's let's talk about albums that came out in 1992. Let's do it, brother. Let's, Let's do that. Since I know that everybody here is a huge fan, Nevermind came out in 1992 from Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. Did you know that that's their second studio album? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that until today. I agree. Yeah. It went downhill pretty quickly. Yeah, I did. I did. So that was the that was the first one that I'd heard, and I'd never never heard their first one, apparently. So I think it was very small. Shame on me. Yeah. Uh, Rancid, which, of course, is by the band Rancid. Rancid. Came out. Now, here's one. Who's got this one? Mac Daddy by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Baby got back. Baby got back. <laughs> Dude, man, that was impressive. You you called that one quickly. <laughs> there. Name another Sir Mix-a-Lot song. 
So I can't. I can't you don't really need another one. That he, that one he sold pretty well. It doesn't matter. The album went. The album did well because of that song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It matter. He, he's got more hits than I yep. have. Let's just say that. Yep. Here's here's one that I'm pretty sure everybody here. Well, let's let's just see. Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, there is a Nirvana connection here because she did a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. That I've, was I've, actually, yeah. I've actually got Little Earthquakes on our 2024 list. Okay. All right. uh, phenomenal album. And she, she did a lot of concerts in malls, didn't she? So I saw her live, first tour, Newport Music Hall. Uh-huh. Uh, like, like early on the first tour. And uh, we're sitting there, and I think I was with like Chris, uh, with a friend, and somebody dropped a beer bottle. She stopped the show and like just scolded them. And it was good because she, and she whipped out all those Led Zeppelin covers on that first tour. Oh, wow. It was, it was a phenomenal show. So did you pick up the beer bottle? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go near it. I didn't want to get yelled at. (laughs) We've talked about that before. And, and, uh, I'm trying to remember the circumstances, like, the stop the show. It just said something like you're a bunch of drunk slobs and something bad or something to that effect. Yeah, how dare you yeah. drop a beer bottle while I'm trying to play uh, a whole lot of love on the piano? Yeah. Oh wow! So many years ago, my wife and I were at a blues festival in the town we were living in at the time, and it was scattered all around town. And we went out to kind of this um, shack to hear this blues artist play and a bunch of bikers and stuff just rowdy it was a good good time there and then later that evening we went to go see jane monheit and the charleston symphony orchestra play and i went to get a beer and they said well we can't give you the bottle and i said well why can't you give me the bottle they said well for you know it should be obvious and i'm like you don't understand the place I just came from and they were giving us bottles without it being a problem. <laughs> this is the symphony at Jane Monheit. This is the analysis. <laughs> so I, I, I might be getting, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my video is getting a little shaky here. Okay. I was at a hill climb, a motorcycle hill climb. Sure. And okay. they were selling Miller Lite in gallon jugs. Uh, so <laughs> people were walking around with as it should gallon jugs. <laughs> yeah, Miller Lite. Right, that is that is the absolute apex of sophistication. Why? Why can't you buy those from Domino's? Huh? Why? For me? I don't know the I mean, my local Arby's has a terrible beer selection. Yeah. So that's bullshit. All right. All right. Bob, what was next? Vulgar display of power. Oh, there you go. That was a good one. I pulled up some Pantera yeah. YouTube recently. Oh, yeah. Here, here's one that I know everybody listened to probably today talking about clearing the palate. Dare to Dream by Yanni. 
<laughs> no, I missed that one today. I that's on my rotation, but I missed it. Today. <laughs> I wonder if he's still married to Linda Evans. So. Well, he's done well for himself if he is. He has. All right, uh, Generator by Bad Religion. You know, I've got to bring them up. Uh, 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 America Must Be Destroyed by Guar. Guar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's a mutual friend of ours used to play that quite a lot. Right, right. <laughs> so. I Was Warned by Robert Cray. Oh, really? Okay. That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden. I was thinking that was a ninety-two. Yeah, not not my favorite Iron Maiden album. No, no it's not the worst, but it's not the best no. either. Yeah. No. Uh, Meantime by Helmet. Oh, they were big. Yeah, yeah, that was a good album. I liked it. Uh, Carry On by Kansas. Kansas. That was a ninety-two. Two. Carry On. Well, that, it's not the it's that, not the song. It's the album. Oh, 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 I was going to say, I thought that was a lot older. Yeah. Jeez. That's, okay. And that was probably some sort of a collection or. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And here, here's one, Derek. Images and Words by Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Yeah. Man, what a great album that was. It was the first one they had with uh, Kevin, oh, it was James LeBright, whoever the yeah. lead singer they have. Yeah. Sorry, slipped my mind. I'm getting old. Yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, you can't do that on stage anymore. Volume five by Frank Zappa. Okay, got it. Dan Danzig three. How the Gods Kill by Danzig. Okay, great album. Eric Clapton unplugged. Ooh, that was a huge one. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Um. Not not quite Bob Dylan, but close. The Wallflowers by The Wallflowers. Yeah, Jacob Dylan. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, Blind Melon by Blind Melon. Every good. Album. Everybody everybody knows the B song, right? Yep. Let's see. Uh, well, here's the, all of these are just amazing. Uh, Core by Stone Temple Pilots. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dirt by Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Fantastic okay. album. Yeah. Automatic for the People by R.E.M. R.E.M. Another great album. Yeah. Grave Dancers Union by Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Good yeah. stuff. Shine On by Pink Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Great. Wow. Album. Okay. Rage Against the Machine by Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Right. Uh, Angel Dust by Faith No More. Good album. Oh yeah, that 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 was a big yeah. album that year. Yeah, and Forty Ounces to Freedom, Sublime. Wow. Okay. So so ninety two had some good stuff. That's pretty significant albums yeah. come out that year. Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of the peak grunge era. What? Yeah. Back then, yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, well, with I, I tell you what, never mind coming out that really kicked grunge in the ass. You uh, you brought up the, the the Harvest Moon thing, and I know I shared this with you guys a few weeks ago, but the AJ Lee Brothers Comatose cover of Harvest Moon, man, that is something you got to listen to. If you guys haven't listened to it, uh, watch that on YouTube. Uh, AJ Lee 
is just one of my favorite people to listen to. And if, if she's got an album out there, we get to a season three, I'm thinking about throwing her on there. Uh, she's just incredible. Well, well, good news, Brett. Season three is coming right, coming right, right up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new AI overlords. That's... <laughs> ah, so this was their greatest hits album, you say? Volume one. Yeah, yeah they, they had a couple of volumes of them. They're an amazing, amazing group. I uh, <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it's one of the... Uh, um, what, you like what you like. Enjoy them, Brad. That's all. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things that just goes through the system. And, you know, there's that one... You think about all the twists and turns your life takes and all the, the interesting things you hear, and it kind of speaks to you in a moment. And that was one of the albums, you know, and, and uh, I bought this thing actually in 92 when it came out, and I really liked it and still do. I still listen to it. Right. Well, you know, that's... They, they were not depressed. You know, when you listen to them, you well, get happy. Yeah, you know, it was it was happy music. Sorry, Bob, I kept. No, no, no. I was I was probably cutting you off, but uh, I I was thinking about this when I was when I was listening to this album and and looking through some stuff. You know, ninety two, maybe ninety three, something like that was was about the time when we first got to the place where it was like, okay, I can actually start buying whatever music I want. And not really worry too much, you know. I mean, we were none of us were rich, obviously, but uh, you know, we were starting to get old enough that we just bought whatever we. Yeah, did. yeah, we yeah. we had jobs, yeah. you know, we had a little bit of disposable income, and we were young enough that that disposable income was going towards whatever we wanted it to go to, and not towards <laughs> something important like you know, baby food or something useless <laughs> like that. So. So did so did you buy Abba Gold? Uh, no, unfortunately, I did not buy Abba Gold. <laughs> but certainly, that was a mistake. Clearly, obviously. did you buy a vulgar display of power? I did buy a vulgar display? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it, and it was a vulgar display of power on my part, no doubt. Had you left by that point, Bob? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I was, uh, I was living in, uh, uh, I was living in California in 92. Okay. I was, I was well in the depths of engineering school at that point. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. Uh, there's just not any, like it's, there's not just no time for fun. It's, it's, it's a horrible experience, but, uh, you know, here I am. I came out on the other side. I was in engineering school and working part time at that point. Yeah. So that's Woof. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Getting them by an ABBA gold. A little bit of ABBA. <laughs> A little bit of yellow. So, I really will I will go make any kind of reasonable trip I need to to see have a in holographic form. I will happily. Well, <laughs> you can fly to London apparently and do it. So I'm sure well, you can find that connecting, you know, a flight from some international airport not too far from you. It's, uh, 
you're not you're not gonna believe this, but I have not ruled that out. Holly and I really we enjoy it when we go over to London. We've figured out the tube system. We know how to get around. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to London, but it's no. we when you figure out the tube system and it's basically their subway system, you can get and see so many amazing things. You can get there and it's not terribly expensive and get a day pass on the tube system. It's a blast. Do that. And, you know, get back to your hotel. That that would that would be a fun day. That really would be. Effective okay. mass transit. What a novel idea, you know. <laughs> no, I tell you what. Well they're, they're... go by if if they if they bring the the uh the the computer simulation of the simulation of the simulation of the simulation to Las Vegas me and the wife will meet you and your wife in Las Vegas to see you. That's a day. Of course, man, I will keep it while we're there, but we'll see you at it. <laughs> go to the ISR on there and go see right. it. Yeah. Right. All right. That's a good sound. <laughs> yep. All right, Jim. All right. I had fun. Yep. All right, dudes. Talk to y'all later. Yeah. See you awesome. later. Have yeah. fun. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our season two finale where we talked about the Alba Gold album, Not My Choice. Anyway, we're going to go on a little bit of a break and hopefully we'll see you back again here in a few months. Until then, I hope all your late nights are good ones.